Welcome, everybody, to Nerd Critic, a real contender production. I am CJ. And I am Jordan. Um, CJ, it looks like you are wearing a... Uh, CJ is our resident nerd, and he is wearing a Captain America shirt. I am. I'm of also... Of which I approve. I'm also wearing, well, flip-flops, because it's early, and... I didn't want to put socks on. It's also really hot yeah, in LA. Yeah, the nerdiest thing. So okay, does that work? <laughs> wearing thong flip flops, and uh, I'm wearing a Ravenclaw Harry Potter belt. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Stepped it up one. True notch. nerds. It's a new. It's a new belt. So I'm excited <laughs> about it. True nerds always um, uh, display their nerd their nerdiness in their belt choices. <laughs> they do. They really that's do. Like that's that's the real benchmark. Uh, and Jordan is our our uh, our critic here. He's uh, one of those smart, hoity-toity, studied in individuals. <laughs> oh, sure. That uh, <laughs> hoity-toity is the the adjective that I use to describe myself. Yes, I'm Jordan. Introductions. I'm hoity-toity. I am hoity-toity. <laughs> no, he's the. Um, I've actually been pretty impressed with your ability to nerd out, given your critic credentials that you possess. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. I've been pretty impressed with your ability to criticize uh, thoughtfully, uh, which is why we started this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's why we call it Nerd Critic. Um, okay. So, um, what are we talking about today, CJ? Uh, today we're talking about a movie that I saw last night called Mission Impossible six, 5, 6. Oh, CJ. I don't know. It's so. called... <laughs> So embarrassing. It's, it's called Mission Impossible Fallout, okay? It doesn't yeah. actually have a number attached to it. <laughs> but if I'm thinking through it, one, two, three, four, five, six, it's Mission Impossible Six it's, Fallout. It's funny because it's MI6, which is the name of oh, yeah. James Bond's organization. That's and the name of <laughs> one of the characters in, in the movie's organization. The, yeah. the, the, the British intelligence, MI6. Uh, yeah, Jess and I, my wife and I actually got confused uh, trying to talk about, we were like thinking through all of the Mission Impossible movies on our way to the theater, um, and we like said, you know, MI6, and we're like, wait, no, what but, that's the, that's, but that's the, but that's the, but that's, that's not, <laughs> where did that come from? So, that's right, it's, it's a James Bond. It's an unhappy coincidence, and probably the reason that no one has been calling it MI6, because it would just confuse people. Yeah. Um, so, why are we talking about Mission Impossible 6, slash Fallout. Well, and, and uh, there's the obvious reasoning of it came out. Yes, it did come um, out in the theaters. Yeah. As a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's going to make a ton of money, and it is potentially, arguably, one of the greatest action franchises of all time. With this particular installment, and I would I would have said this probably a couple of movies ago, but I think, I think it is the best action installment. It is time, listeners... For the nerd out portion portion of this podcast, <laughs> and I have to tell you, um, this is Mission Impossible is absolutely my favorite action franchise without question. Without question, I am so obsessed with this franchise. There is only one bad movie. There's only one. There's only there's one. six movies, and there's only one bad one, and it is number two, which we'll not talk about actually at all in this podcast. But my gosh. Yeah, so I mean, when I so you saw this before me, and you said I did. So okay, so so I saw it on Thursday night, um, and I I I specifically went because um, I waited in line for two hours, and I went to see this movie at a special screening with a Q and A with Chris McQuarrie, the director, afterward, 
And um, I, like, anyway, listen, I didn't think <laughs> that I could like a Mission Impossible movie as much as I liked Rogue Nation. And Chris McQuarrie came back because he and Tom Cruise have this special relationship. And he, like, was basically just charisma into directing another one because he didn't want to. And it's amazing. It's it is so, amazing. It's so good. And I ha- and that's the first reaction I've heard from CJ, actually. <laughs> because, because on Thursday night, I came home and I called him and I was like, hey, when are you going to see this movie? And he's like, I got tickets tomorrow night. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to say too much, but I think it's like my favorite Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> and I haven't heard a single reaction from CJ until this mo- moment. He said it's amazing, and now okay. I want to hear more. <laughs> yeah, so hold on, though. Let me let me preface. One of the worst theater-going experiences I've had in a long time. So Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. It totally tainted the whole, oh, the whole no. thing. Oh, no. Like, yeah. I would, the guy that was sitting next to me just... He was one of those people that reacts... Vocally, oh no! No matter what, and I like, and I like tried, tried to like say, okay, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's like he, maybe he has, he's on the scale of autism because it was that kind oh, of. Oh no! But then I think he was with the group of guys sitting right in front of us, and it was like it was like they were they reacted like drunk frat dudes, only they were nerds, and. There was like it, so you know how it's broken up into two sections. You have like the main seating, and then in front, the in the back row of the front section, there was a family, and the and one of the kids was not interested in Mission Possible. So what does the mom do? She pulls out her phone and puts on Netflix for this little one. Oh my gosh! Isn't that incredibly? So oh I'm, my gosh! And I'm in the center. Uh, and so, like, I have, like, 40 people on each side of me, and I want to get up and go, and it just, like, it was, oh, I'm it was so terrible. Sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. That being said, I think Henry Cavill just jumped up to the top of my list. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the, the, when he takes off his jacket, first of all, again, spoiler full, spoiler we're, we're full. not holding back There's at all. No, yeah, no, 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 uh, yeah, no holding back. Yeah, so when he takes off his jacket, when the Asian guy is just destroying the two of them, which is, that scene, that scene is so good. So good. <laughs> that scene is so good. Is so good. Um, it, when he takes off his jacket, and he's just Beefy as all get out, and he just kind of cocks those arms, just <laughs> which was in the preview. Go, I know, and I thought it was a fight scene between Henry Cavill and I did uh, too. And Tom Cruise, yeah. But, but but it turned out that they were both fighting this this just like impossibly <laughs> good uh, Asian dude who just like was sort of making them both look bad. <laughs> yeah, and that's and I think that's the, like the attitude behind the arm cock that really got me like. Like he's he's getting he's huge yep. and he's getting destroyed by this little guy and you can just see he's like okay enough is enough and he just goes and then just boxes the guy up against a pillar and you think oh he's oh, done yeah, yeah. he's got Superman, him he's just gonna, gone, yeah. he's gonna go to town and no this little guy just continues to just. Just. Destroy! It was so good. That might... I mean, there was a lot of incredible scenes in there. That might be one of... One that of might be my favorite. Yeah. That, well, that, that, whole scene. Scene, that whole scene was so, like, interesting and, like, surprising. And you didn't know... I mean, it, it went in with the same... Like, one of the things I love about what Chris McQuarrie is doing with these movies is that he's taking your sort of trope 
you know, the expectation, like, okay, so they go in here and they're gonna they're gonna go in here so that they can get this guy's face and voice and so they can like impersonate it, blah blah blah. And then like it just it just goes to, to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and, like and, and 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 every and every moment is like this kind of really nice surprise all the way up to the end when freaking Elsa comes in and shoots him. Yeah. And ruins his face yeah. <laughs> to like save their lives. And um, it's just such a g- delightful scene. Like, great, great, great choreographed fight scene where, like, nothing is going the way you expect it to. And then at the very end, like, our heroes have basically lost yeah. to this guy. And then Elsa comes in and saves the day. And it's not, you know, it's like a great entrance for her character. Yeah, and there's not only, like, it's something that I love, something that I don't like about nearly nearly all the other Mission Impossible movies, this one almost fixed for me. And that is that not only does do things not go perfectly, but Ethan Hunt doesn't know everything. No, there's yeah. like there's several several moments in the movie that he says, "I'll figure it out," yeah. you know. And and even like even when Elsa comes in and shoots the guy in the bathroom, she says, "Sorry, I was aiming for his chest." Right? <laughs> like the, it doesn't go yeah. right when he drops the thing from the helicopter and it misses completely. Yeah. Oh, He's like, man. "Oh no!" And it actually worked oh, against him. So such a good so. Yeah, so many times that that Ethan Hunt is just like improvising, and that's what makes him great. Yeah, oh, you know? absolutely. And I just I hadn't seen that in other Mission Impossible movies. It is it is in other Mission Impossible movies, um, especially like during some of the chase scenes and some of that like some of those like sequences where he's kind of you get the sense that he's flying by the seat of his pants. Like one of the things that makes him a great action hero is that he's struggling all the time. And um, but this this movie certainly dialed up the kind of like. Ethan Hunt doesn't know what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's just hoping that he can figure it out just in time. And like that, so I, I feel like uh, you know Chris and and Tom um, really like figured out that aspect of the character to like, and they pushed it really far in this in this movie. Um, okay, so just like to continue on the theme of just nerding out, like I I, I do I really do believe that these movies are like the like the best action movies. The best action movies because they're they are somehow they are somehow pulling off stunts. Which, by the way, I'm sure you've heard it. It's like one of the big it's like marketing promotion you yeah. know campaigns for this movie is that Tom Cruise does all his own stunts. Yeah, and all that crap is real. Like he did all that stuff. He yeah. learned how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. He like he jumped out of an airplane like a yes. hundred times. He free rode motorcycles through like half the movie or yeah. through like half those scenes like without any support or equipment or whatever. Like and it just so yeah, like the guy is commits more than like any other. I think he might be the last great action hero. Yeah, because he just cares so much about getting that stuff. And anyway, and, and and so, but not only is the action amazing, and the set pieces are amazing and beautifully shot, but like it's smart. Yeah, it's a smart movie, and it does really good things with character and narrative, and like it, it surprises you in legitimate and earned ways. And it just like it's it's smart enough to not feel stupid and guilty for like enjoying the crap out of yourself totally. while you're sitting there. Yeah, it's it's um it's why I get frustrated with Transformers and Fast and the Furious and friggin' not just frustrated with Die Hard, but almost Oh, well that just means- livid with the Die Hard franchise. Yeah, except is, for the first one which was which, excellent. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean the e- and even even the second one 
I enjoyed like, yeah, third, third one's fine, and then, and then it's just like, just what are you doing? Tank, yeah. Anyway, I, I, it's it it gives me a, a reason to think in these movies where it's like, why can't I follow a complicated plot that like has twists and turns and enjoy amazing action? Absolutely, yeah. And I I re- it doesn't it doesn't assume that the audience is going to be stupid, um, and I I really. So I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, they just watch an action sequence and they just think, wow, this is cool. But, like, as I was looking at when, um, when is it Ilsa or Elsa? You know? Is it, it's they kind of they it's kind of it kind of depends on the accent of the individual in the movie. <laughs> it's, it's it is it is Ilsa. But Ilsa. Like every once okay. in a while, I, yeah. I, I I was I was like hearing Elsa. Elsa I was but, too. Yeah, so, Il- Ilsa. so Ilsa, when Ilsa is on the motorcycle chasing the car, yeah, right, and that's the combo. I was in just like every cut, every edit, the car didn't jump places, the motorcycles didn't change. That is so hard to do. <laughs> yes. I mean, you have so many different angles, and these cars are doing such specific things that a lot of the times, even like movies can't get it right with like walking, where it's like, oh, you're here, and as you're walking, we have a cut, and all of a sudden you've jumped 100 feet, you know? And they do it like as cars are moving, and as a, as a BMW spins, goes off of a staircase, lands, and goes another direction. And I'm just... It was so good. The the action was so incredibly well-crafted. It makes it incredibly satisfying. Yeah! And it it was like real stuff, right? It wasn't wasn't a submarine busting out of ice. (laughs) And and, and you're like, oh, this is cool, but I have like no context of physics whatsoever, because like, what is this? It was like real stuff. To be fair, Fast and Furious is... The Mission Impossible franchise with the brain taken out, <laughs> and um, and and dialed up to like eleven. Which, but this is the this is the incredible thing about about Rogue Nation and Fallout, but especially Fallout, because like when they came in to do Fallout, it was like, well, it, why why do another Mission Impossible movie? Movie? Well, because we want to we want to make everything bigger. Um, we want to make it so much bigger, and like like the point of these movies is giant giant set pieces. And so it's incredible that, like, Mission Impossible has now out Fast and Furious Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like, they've done bigger set pieces, more amazing action, like, action sequences than any of the Fast and Furious movies. And the Fast and Furious movies only exist for that. Like, there's no other That's reason. There's yeah. no other reason for those movies. Yeah. So, I, and, and, and not only do they do, they do like... You know they're they're doing the biggest and best action set pieces like in movies now, but like with a heart with heart and mind. You know, there's yeah. like it's it's yeah. My my only if you are comparing those and you can compare Mission Impossible to the the, the most obvious comparison that you can argue would be James Bond, mm-hmm. right? But if we're going to Fast and the Furious, something that Mission Impossible has done extremely well that that totally bothers me about Fast and the Furious. Is Mission Impossible went from Ethan Hunt like dangling from a rope and like trying not to hit to jumping out of airplanes. But everything, everything that happens in the movies, like it bridges the gap of the of of the character doing such extreme things. You're like, oh, he has just like progressed and grown and improved as a spy. That it makes sense that he's here now. With Fast and the Furious, you have street racers. You have a cop going undercover into a street racing community, gang, whatever, uh, <laughs> to 
skydiving cars and you know and but it <laughs> doesn't there's no so bridge yeah, there's the, no bridge at it's, all it's it's there's there and it doesn't it, and it doesn't matter and like i actually like fast and furious i like the franchise i think it's fun we go see them in the theater like, i will always blast. see them in they're the a theater. blast they're so they're so funny partly because they're not trying to be funny and sometimes they are trying to be funny and they're funny then too yeah. so like i i think those movies are great but like they're they're categorically different. Like, Mission well, Impossible is a movie... Mission Impossible is a franchise that I, like, deeply respect mm-hmm. because I enjoy it on every level. Yeah. On every level. Yeah. The reason that I'm bringing up Fast and the Furious is that I feel like Fast and the Furious is a solid example of just action movies in Hollywood right now. Sure. It's like, it is the depiction of the the skyscraper. I haven't even seen it, but I can you can just tell, right? Oh, the of, movie Skyscraper? Yeah, the movie Wayne Skyscraper, Johnson. yeah. Oh, my gosh, um, and, and And, like, all the Transformers and all of these, like, let's just get bigger, let's get more explosions, let's do that. Yeah. And then Mission Impossible had, had me on my seat, the edge of my seat, way more than any of those other movies did. Um, while I was also wondering the whole time why his ex-wife was included so heavily, almost the entire movie, I'm like, ooh, ooh, what's going to happen? Like, it better pay off. And it did. The reveal, when you hear the voice. So good. When you hear so her good. say and they're, and they're asking the whole time, like, why, like, why... Why a medical like community? Like, yeah. why this? Why this? Like, why this? Why this place? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And they're like, well, maybe it's because of all the all the mixed signals. Like, it's because it's hard to find a nuke because there's like so many extra machines. Yeah, totally. This. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Fine. And it's like, no, no, it's because Solomon Lane wants like Tom Cruise to see his wife at Ground Zero yeah. and know that he can't save her. It's like. So awesome! Yeah. It's such an awesome character beat. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there were so many things in there, and then like the 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 moment of the movie that was ruined the most by the guy talking next to me and the screen, small screen uh, was the twist on twist on twist in the basement. Oh, they were. such a good scene! Um, but I, right. the, the brilliance of it, I think, did still get through to me, <laughs> especially. <laughs> I love so this is something that good filmmakers do and they they reveal to the audience at the same time that the like the, you know they can make the audience click something together at the same time that the actual character does that does two things one it makes you know that the the, the person in the movie that the character isn't a moron mm-hmm. and it also gives you credit for like oh i put it together yeah, when it's i like was a supposed pat on to the back. good yeah. job and when when henry cavill's character says yeah you're it's like halloween a bunch of guys in in masks and then, he's and like, then he oh, stops no. and he's like, oh no. And the rest of the audience, like, verbally, <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> that was so good. Such a good moment. So, so well handled. And there yes. was a couple of those even before oh, that. Yeah. Even the opening scene yes. in the hospital room. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. It's just like they. They just they. Oh, I have to ask you so at what point, at what point did you did you realize that like it was a setup to get that guy to unlock his phone for them? Uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't know, but it was the second that um, Ethan Hunt like exploded mm-hmm. and tried to go after him. Um, my thought, in context of story, is we have no we have no background. Like th- this is this is hollow drama, right? Which which Mission Impossible doesn't do. Yeah. So. Like yeah, there's a something over, a little a little oversold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that I was, was like, we just got here. Yeah. So. Same for me. Um, 
Same for me. It was such a brilliant scene. Such a great, like, oh, man. And and anyway, I... I, I okay, let's just talk for a second <laughs> about these side pieces. Because, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. The two that, that, that come out... Uh, to my in, in mind immediately are like I think my I think my favorite one might have been might have been the 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 skydiving se- sequence oh. like just because like it was so gorgeous it was so beautiful I, I have I have no idea how they did that they just did it man <laughs> no I mean I'm serious like they 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 I, they went up twenty five thousand feet yeah. No, and I know, and it took and over a hundred times, yeah, and they all just of that. Did it? But I just, I just, it doesn't, it's it doesn't amazing. compute that it's possible to get that. It's how they did, because uh, it, does, it doesn't cut, does it? Well, I there, I'm not sure. I can't remember the editing, um, but yeah, they. I mean, they like they they. They just they, they filmed it if like I, they had like yeah. yeah like there was there was a cameraman falling there was a, there was with, a skydiver yeah. videographer that they had to train how to use a red they had to strap a red to his helmet like apparatus and then he, they had to train him to be able to use it without actually being able to see what he was shooting because the whole thing like just you couldn't there was no way for him to like look at the yeah. viewfinder or whatever yeah. so he was just like having to sort of you know like sight his own camera and like guess where it was fit. Oh and my and gosh. it was. And like it, it's so good. Yeah. It's the most beautiful, thrilling, incredible skydiving sequence that you'll ever see. And like, there's this, and 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 like, also for character because once again, Chris McQuarrie never lets a scene go by where you get action without like serious character development. And so the, during that sequence, and like you know, <laughs> the plane opens up and. And Ethan Hunt like looks down, and they're over a freaking thunderstorm. And he turns around. And he's like, "We got to reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a good idea." And then every and, and then I want to call him Henry Cavill. Um, what, what is his name? Wallace in the movie? Uh, no, it's um, Walker. No, Walker. Yeah. Walker. So Walker is like, you know, basically being a, an idiot jerk. Like we like he's already been established, and he's like. He's like, what are you afraid that, of, little storm? That and was a, like, that was a little more of a jerk turn. <laughs> that was like dialed up because oh, he man. unplugs yeah. the, the he, oxygen. Yeah, just to like mess with him, yeah. and then he jumps at himself. He's like, I can do this, and then like, <laughs> and then like Ethan Hunt has to just like you know reconnect his oxygen. He's like stumbling out, and then like jumps out, and then of course they get struck by lightning. Yeah, which oh. is incredible, and then like. Um, or I don't even know if they get struck by lightning or it's just like it like, like happens yeah. next to them or whatever. But it like blitzes out their stuff. Both of them go unconscious. He comes back and he's like, and then he has to freaking <laughs> save Walker's life. Yeah. And then they get to the bottom. And, and that, that whole sequence is just so incredible. And so like it's this it, air ballet. And it's like yeah. it blows your mind how good it is. And then like and then they then they hit the ground and like. You know, he he finds <laughs> he finds Walker just like fine, and he's like, "Looks like you lost your oxygen tank." <laughs> and it's just such a good moment. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah. so good. I mean, anyway. let's uh, let's give credit to the sound editors. Oh my gosh! In that in that scene. Oh my gosh! When that lightning hits and it just like. Doof. Okay, speaking of sound, another scene note so notable. Um, the sequence where he has to. By the way. Okay, so he has to he has to break <laughs> Jordan is nerding out hard. He has right to break now. Solomon Lane out of yeah. prison 
for his like which the last movie was entirely movie, about getting him in getting him in because yeah. like because Solomon Lane is the worst you know the most like dangerous villain that they've ever faced and like and Ethan has this like personal vendetta against the guy and then in order to do his mission he has to freaking break him out yeah and then that sequence where they're talking about that like which by the way I love that like moment like um I'm, you know, where White Widow, also great character. Love is like, that so character. Great. She's so great. So By the good. way, um, that actress's name uh, is... Vanessa Taylor. Vanessa Taylor. And she is, uh, she kind of, I feel like, broke out in The Crown as... Totally. Um, the, as the Queen's younger sister. She's, I'm, I'm actually questioning if that's her name. Is that her name? Uh, 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 Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, I Vanessa. know of Vanessa Taylor, and oh, yeah. so that's why there Sorry, was a yes. red flag. Van- Vanessa, Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> anyway, so she's saying like, well, you know, I'm a broker, but like uh, my buyer or my seller doesn't care about money, and so like what he cares about is that your payment is going to be breaking Solomon Lane out of. Uh, and it's okay. So so. They describe the the thing, and it's like, so how are we going to do it? Uh, and 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 then they go into that that sort of dreamlike sequence where yeah. you see the whole thing play out with just music, just music. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And, and it's it, and it's like it's like uh, it's not even hard rock music no, or anything just, like that. It's, it's like, like a it's like a gorgeous, piano like, or something. Violin it's just, concerto. Yeah, it's just yeah, this yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous music. And like and it's so sweet and sad and like and you're just watching you're watching Ethan Hunt like participate in the in the in the murder of like many police officers yeah. and at the very end like when he has to decide whether or not to shoot that guy and you're like and I, you know at that point you're like cuz okay so i didn't realize because i'm i guess i'm an idiot i didn't realize that that wasn't like real until like near the end and he's like standing over that cop cuz he's like well he's not shooting anybody he's just there he's just there yeah. he's not shooting anybody he's not like yeah, complicit yeah. Yeah. and even though you're like man this is dark <laughs> this is really dark and then he goes up to that police officer who's like been shot and like everyone's around him like waiting for him to shoot him and um, at that point I'm like uh and then like it cuts back and he's like okay so that's what we're going to do we're just going to kill everybody yeah. and they're like I, yeah I didn't know I didn't know it was a dream I don't oh, think we great. were supposed to know if it was a dream. And then his solution is just fantastic it's just fantastic, yeah, and, that, so and that that kicks off like probably the best chase sequence of the movie is just this like, or the best I should say road chase because there's like several chase yeah, sequences. Yeah. And and anyway, anyway, it's just so good. Oh, it's, God, yeah, it's it is so really good. good. I the so the 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 character of of White Widow. I am I am just I want to know where they're gonna okay, place well, her. Okay, so moving first forward. of all, the daughter of Max from Mission Impossible One. Okay, so there was a reference there that I didn't put together. Who is Max from Mission Impossible 1? Okay, well, how long has it been since you've seen oh, Mission Impossible 1? A long time. Okay, go back and rewatch that crap because okay. it's so good. Okay. It's such a good movie. It's like, I mean, you know, it's one of the five best Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, the only thing I remember from that is the significance of him putting together that, that people were dying. That's the only thing I remember. Yes. Okay. So um, in Mission Impossible 1, at one point he needs to get information from somebody and uh, he like gets hooked up with this woman, this like, this, uh, and I, I can't remember the actress's name. Um, forgive me while I look this up. But basically uh, this woman who goes by Max and she, and you know, so he thinks, oh, it's, it's you know, Max is this guy he's looking for and then he meets her and it's this it's this older woman who is just, like, really good at... Oh, it's Vanessa Redgrave. That's right. She's so fantastic. Anyway, 
who's just like uh, she's she's a power broker. She just doesn't you know she doesn't have any morals or scruples, but she's not like a good ba- guy or a bad guy. She's just like you know she knows everything. She's like this you know arms dealer or whatever. And um, and and so he gets in the car with her, and she's got this like fantastic scene where she like ex- sort of explains her philosophy to him a little bit, and like kind of likes him, you know. Uh-huh. She's like kind of you know grows fond of him, and at one point like kind of helps him because he gets her what she wants. And anyway, and it's just like a really good. She's a really good character, and so for. And so for um, the White Widow to be her daughter Makes perfect is sense. so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And she talks about like anonymity being like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it's just a really it's just a really cool like uh, character. It's a really cool like reference back to the first movie. Um, speaking of the first movie, um, I, I I really love the way Fallout has tied so many of the other movies together. Um, in a way that doesn't make it like necessary for you to go back and watch all the rest of them, but yeah. it's very rewarding if you have, which is so cool. Um, which is a tough—that's uh, a tough uh, edge to walk. Yes, yeah. absolutely, it is. Um, and I want to—I want to point out too one of the um, one of the really awesome things about Fallout um, that I just feel like is so smart because so they decided to end Fallout with this enormous action. Sequence, well, the, the the helicopter chase scene, yeah, which helicopter fight scene, which is just insane, and like, and it's and it sounds absurd and outsized, but once again, the way it's handled, yeah, you believe it, you're yeah. right there, you're in that cockpit, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and then like when the the helicopters crash and roll like twice, and you're just like, oh, it's so it's so great. Anyway, anyway, um, so like that enormous set piece. Like, which was sort of trying to rival all the rest of them in the movie. It was trying to be the high point action-wise in the movie. Yeah. Um, is a break from how the last, like, four Mission Impossible, movie, Impossible movies did it. That they all sort of quieted down um, for the last scene. And in apparently in Rogue Nation, they were supposed to have a big action set piece, but they ran out of money. And they ran out of time. So they had to just improvise. Mm. And so they figured out the whole, like trapping Solomon Lane in a box. Like, that was just figured out in the moment because they didn't have any money left. Wow. So they had to just kind of like, well, we have just a couple of days left and we have, like, some materials. So what are we going to do? That that was was, yeah, And it was awesome. So It was awesome. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so that, and then in Ghost Protocol, it was, um, uh, I forget what it was in Ghost Protocol. Uh, It was, oh, it was just, like, Ethan Hunt, um, like chasing that down the guy in the in the car back in the like yeah, in the yeah. parking garage mm-hmm. basically, and then like you know, and then in number three it was uh, them in a you know in a, in like this like like shack basically mm-hmm. like this tiny little building and like you know crawling around on the floor and like trying not to die and like in number two I don't remember because it doesn't matter um, <laughs> but I do I do know it ended quietly but I can't remember what the I can't remember much of anything about the but in number one. The biggest action set piece, the biggest like spectacle of the movie was in the end. It was the helicopter. Again. Oh yeah, in the uh, in, in the, a subway in, the, in, in a in a train tunnel. Train tunnel. Yeah. <clears throat> and so yeah. they were and and it's Ethan like like you know like clinging to this bullet train basically yeah. as you know and like trying not to get blown off as like the, the helicopter's chasing them and then like 
the helicopter goes into the freaking tunnel and then he does the red light green light thing and he slaps yeah, the yeah. windshield and it blows up and then he has to like get out of the way and then it almost slices his head off and then that's the end of the movie <laughs> and you're like holy cow <laughs> like and so it's been five movies since Mission Impossible ended with a bang so to speak yeah and this one just blew it out of the water it was yeah. so great yeah anyway <sighs> Do we have to? Do we have to stop nerding out? I don't know. Do I have to move on? I mean, we're. I, we're, I could nerd on. I, I mean, I could so keep going long. too. Um, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Let's give like accolades to to acting performances. Uh, let's see. No problems with any of it. Yeah, I, they're really. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I thought. Uh, I thought for sure that um, man, Simon Pegg, his character. I just. Veggie. Benji. Yeah. I thought for sure Benji was dead. Oh. For oh, yeah. sure. When, when, when. No, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't uh, do that. I, but it felt like. But they killed Alec Baldwin. They did. But which he was a smart but did, choice. <laughs> I mean, I love Alec like Baldwin. I, I but like Alec like, Baldwin. It was very, it was a good heart choice. It was yeah. like really good. Yeah. I mean, they, it did feel like somebody had to die. So that's, yeah. that's an okay choice. <laughs> Not, I mean, that's, yeah, it's fine. I yeah I just uh, I also kind of I, <laughs> I enjoy that Ethan apparently has a type because those they look very similar. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Je- my my wife was having having a hard time, especially when they're standing next to each other at the end. She's like, it was this like, is uh, weird. This which, is uh, weird. <laughs> um, and I I just I was I really I, again. I really liked Henry Cavill's, like, character and performance, and I was a little disappointed. I thought, like, the face being burnt. I was like, I was like, dude, this is like the birth of a supervillain. Like, this is like his origin story. Uh, and then, obviously, they... I don't think that they can bring him back from that one. No, but that was one of the most satisfying villain death scenes, too. I would say the only villain death scene that, uh, that was more satisfying than that one was... Um, was <laughs> Mission Impossible Three when Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. who was the most horrific villain, so good. Um, anyway, when at the very end he <laughs> he gets hit by a bus, like when <laughs> when Ethan like rolls over and like puts him up, and then he just like looks up and he just gets Bam. and his shoe like tumbles <laughs> down the road, and that was fantastic. But if you're gonna try to beat that, then having like a freaking like hook. Like attached to a helicopter, just like rip him off of the mountain from his forehead. With the face, yeah, like in his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, so yeah, great. Good. Okay. Okay. So clearly, we love this movie. Clearly, um, that concludes the nerd out portion of our podcast. We have to move on to the critique, the yes. criticism part. But before, let's let's go over some business real quick. Let's do. Um, so first of all, thank you, Michael Bond Miller, for the fantastic theme music for our podcast which yes. just I feel like elevates us so much yes and it really sets it up for like nerding out too like oh, I absolutely. like that we go straight into nerd Da-da-da-da. out now. yeah nerd out now let's, yes. let's talk nerd it's fantastic uh, yeah and um, we're really we're, we're trying to push hard on social media and so uh, follow the Real Contender Facebook page uh, we have a nerd critic group in there um, and yeah and uh, leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review on a rating iTunes. Rating and a review. It's really hard. Here's how you do it. Uh, and this, is, this frustrates me so much. It's really hard. So go to the Nerd Critic page on iTunes. So if you, have, if you haven't been listening to this podcast on iTunes or if you've been using an app or whatever, go to iTunes and go to the store and go to the Nerd Critic page 
There's you just a, search nerd critic. Search, search nerd critic. You'll see it. Click on the podcast. It comes up, and then there's should be a little link that says rate this podcast, um, and or leave a review. Actually, I think leave it's, a review. It's yeah. Leave a review, yeah. and then you and then you click on it, and then you get and you have to be signed in, and then you can leave a review. Yeah, it's, and it's it's a bit taxing. unnecessarily complicated, yeah. which yeah. is probably one of the reasons it's so valuable. If probably like, if you can get people you can to get do that. people to do that, yeah, then you're doing good. And anyway. it, but yeah, I mean it is it is really important. For for podcasts to get those, so yes, absolutely. Uh, Tell your friends about this podcast. Yeah, like 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 sh- just tag. I mean, we'll post it. Go to the Real Contender page. You'll see a Nerd Critic episode up. Just leave a comment when you tag somebody's name in it that is a movie lover. Yeah. Like, and you can even find the relevant movie. Be like, oh, so and so loved Incredibles two. Just tag their name. That's all you got to do. And they'll like it. They'll, they'll, like, it. they'll, they'll love it. They'll like us. Yeah. They're not going to be, like, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, the criticism part. That's the business. Now we're moving into, it is time for the criticism. Yes. For, okay. So, um, and this isn't just, like, negative Nancy, but I feel like um, we we've we spent a lot of time talking about the things that we love so much about this this franchise. Um, I have one negative Nancy comment. Okay, I want to hear your negative Nancy and, comment. And and we disagree just just so hard on this. Oh, okay. And I think I disagree with the world. I'm a little I'm a little scared okay. to say it, to be okay. honest. I am not in love with Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> I I like You every- should be. <laughs> I get, I get the significance. I get that he's incredible. My favorite movie of his is A Few Good Men. Like his performance, I just, I, I mean, it's, I, it, it just seems like if that's Tom Cruise in real life, which it probably is, because he's generally that kind of person in everything he does. I just, it's, it's a little bland to me, to be honest. It's like it's kind of one note. I I'm not invested. I would. I just. I don't know. Oh man, couldn't disagree know. more. Couldn't disagree. more. I mean, the it seems that the world couldn't disagree more. I mean, this guy's yeah. been a action star, movie star for well, people like to thirty say, years. People like to say that he isn't a good actor, and because he doesn't have range. And my response to that is like, he has plenty of range for a character. And the thing is that Tom Cruise doesn't play. He's not a character actor. He is an actor who plays a certain character. And that character is really good. And you never don't believe him. Like, you never don't believe him. Whenever he's on screen, you're not like, I don't buy it. Yeah. You're like, you are 100% invested. Because it because it just feels so genuine. And that's the reason that he's freaking Tom Cruise. It's the reason that no matter what he... I mean, all the... I mean, look at, like, Rain Man and, like, A Few Good Men and, like... Oh, you know, Rain Man. And Top Gun that's and, like... Movie. I mean, go any movie, like... And you go back and you look at it. He's not doing a different character. Yeah. He's just doing Tom Cruise. But, like, it's so good. And you, like, you just are 100% invested. It's Tom Cruise in that moment. That's the reason. Yeah. And, like, being that real and that, like, that investable... Yeah. On camera is yeah. so hard, and 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 I like the moment of <laughs> in Mission Impossible this last one that they open the garage door and there's just a cop standing there. Oh my like, gosh, uh, such a good scene! Such <laughs> a good scene. That was that was like the best Ethan Hunt Tom Cruise moment that I've seen in Mission Impossible for a long time. Where he like you could see the internal conflict yeah. that was happening right then right there absolutely um and and the, I, so it's not that he's a bad actor he's an incredible actor like i've i've never thought that he's not and i always believe him on screen 
I just like there is a charisma, and I know oh, that Tom Cruise is so weird. Is known that's for so having weird. charisma. I don't know. I'm like trying to think of another actor who has like more natural charisma than Tom Cruise. I, I, I have maybe one. Chris Pine. I have, <laughs> I have one, but it's really kind of embarrassing that I think this, but I do. I think The Rock has more natural <laughs> charisma. Oh, disagreed. I you just need to go. See, you need to go see Skyscraper, and you will. <laughs> and you I'll will, disagree. You will hop right and, off that bandwagon. And, and The Rock has some terrible movies. I just, I, I don't know. And so again, there's if Tom Cruise comes out with a movie. It is rare for me to be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But I don't I don't always credit that to him in the movie. I credit like if it's kind of like when Leonardo DiCaprio is in a movie, you're like, Oh, you know, and just like with Tom Cruise, that he's paired with the right people, that it's gonna be a solid movie, that the director is good, that the writing is good, because yeah. Tom Cruise doesn't allow his movies to be Terrible. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the mummy was bad. I never saw. Oh uh, yeah, I, but, I, I like. But like, but generally, yeah. It's if Tom Cruise is in a movie, he surrounds himself with incredible filmmakers. Thus, yeah. the film is going to be good. Case in it, point: coercing or not coercing, convincing Chris McQuarrie to direct not one but two Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, and that, and so I give knowing that Tom Cruise's movies will be good. I don't necessarily credit Tom Cruise's screen presence. For me knowing that, does that make sense? Sure. No, that uh, makes sense. Although he never really disappoints, like no. it's you know, so it's anyway. That's fair. That's. I fair. was trying. I was trying so hard this movie to like love him and fall in love with Tom Cruise, but I like I kind of fell in love with Ethan Hunt. You know. Well, if he, I would contend that if you fell in love with Ethan Hunt, then you fell in love with Tom Cruise because they, they. I feel like they're basically the same. <laughs> I I fell in love with the moral. Compass of Tom Cruise or of Ethan of, Hunt. Ethan, yeah, well, I mean, well, he's he's such a good character. He's such a good character. Yeah, he's is, like yeah. he's 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 like one of you know a like true hero. You know, with like he's not like a an antihero. He's a, yeah. he's a real hero, but like it's not he's not an annoying hero in that like you know he's awesome and everything's awesome and he, everything he does is he's like things are really hard for him. Yeah. So like he's he's the kind of hero that you get to watch suffer, which is like the best kind of hero, like where his. You know his moral compass and his ideology or whatever is is pressed up against really hard, and he has to like he has to just stick to it anyway. Like that's that scene that you mentioned with the cop um, who gets shot um, is so good. It's so so good it so because good. like it, it it probably perfectly encapsulates his character and like what like where his line is, mm-hmm. and like that he's gonna stand there when it's clear that Walker probably wants to shoot her. And it's clear that, like, he's not going to. And you wonder, how can this resolve? And then, like, four, you know, of, like, the bad guys come up and, like, and actually shoot her. And then they're going to... And then it's that, like, to see what he's not willing to let happen. Yeah. And, like, that that is so... It's so good. It's so good. But, like, but also not just, like, he's not willing to let it happen, but, like, what it costs... You know, um, and because uh, it technically he traded four lives for one. Yeah, but like, but, but yeah. like it was justified. Yeah, you know? like yeah. you you see his you see his you know like his 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 worldview. It's like well, yeah. you guys are, which, which yeah. I love. Which like it it is it is 
like a in a spy movie. It is a superhero. Like that's what Captain America is, right? Yeah, like absolutely. When we talk about Captain America. Ethan Hunt is very much like a Captain America type. Yeah, like, just very much. He will, he will yeah. not allow certain things to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. If I have any criticism against this movie, um, <clears throat> I, I, um, this is. I think it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a reach for me to say. Uh, it, not 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 a reach. It, it's hard for me to find things about this movie that I don't like, obviously. Um, but one thing that really does bother me is that the... And that's not what this section of the podcast is about. Not just about things we don't like. But, like, one thing that I feel like maybe could be improved, or I, I hope that are, is elevated in the future, is that, like, these movies, several of them, have leaned way too hard on the nuclear threat. Mm, like, yeah. I... I, I the, the best... So, in, in Mission Impossible 1, it was about a list of agents' names and aliases. So, that, which was such a good, that was such good stakes, mm-hmm. you know? Because you were trying to save people, specific subset of people, you know, who deserved to be saved, you know? And so, like, it felt like, and so the, you know, the football in the movie was this, like, list that they were trying to, like, download or keep away or whatever, which is great. And the second movie doesn't matter. And the third movie, um, it was The Rabbit's Foot, which... To J.J. Abrams' credit, was the best one. It was so good. Yeah. Because it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. And and you don't know what it is. And that makes it ominous. But, like, what matters is the character dynamics. It, like, yeah, yeah. The, you know, this tension between the villain and the hero. And also, you know, the, the real thing that was at stake was his wife. You know? Yeah. So, like, the, the, the rabbit's foot didn't matter at all. It was his wife that mattered. And so, <clears throat> that was awesome. And then in number four, it was Nuclear Code's. You know, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, it's nuclear codes. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody's gonna there. blow up a bomb over the city, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. And number five, uh, Rogue Nation. What was it about? Well, it was a little complicated. <laughs> it was about bank account numbers yeah. and passwords, so that you could get a ton of money. So that you could, to, yeah. It was yeah. a little bit. It was a little bit convoluted, but the, I the, mean, I, the you, story I, was handled so well. I think that you would say that it's it, it, it was money that would then fund. Oh, sure, but because it was removed, it didn't feel yeah. as immediate. Like yeah, that right. didn't feel super important, but it was handled so well in in the in the story that you that you were like, okay, well, I, I don't really care about that, but what I do care about is Solomon Lane, and what I do care about is Ilsa, and what I do care about yeah. is Benji strapped to a bomb. So like, I, oh. I care about oh. I care about those things. So so much that I'm willing to like, kind of like follow along and like think about what this means. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't. I don't feel it. Yeah. Um. And okay. So we get to number six, and it feels a little cheap that they went back on plutonium cores. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, like I get that. Like, it's tough to come up with like a football that matters, but like. I, w- I do wish that like we could get away from the nuclear bomb threat because it's you, just like, do you not think, interesting. Do you think that they were potentially trying to uh, do something similar to the rabbit's foot in bringing the wife in, the ex-wife that they tried to make? Because obviously the well, relationship sure. I mean, between this, Solomon Lane and yes. Ethan Hunt is very personal, focusing on that rather than the overall larger threat that we don't necessarily care about. I think that it's not that we don't super care about it like one of the one of the real and I'm not sure it was totally successful but one of the real efforts was in the beginning in the very beginning to to try to sell you for a second the idea that three nuclear bombs had gone off 
like and killed a huge, huge, huge number of people in like yeah. three of the most important cities in the world. Like religious cities. Yeah, religious yeah. city and like this really, really devastating consequence of having failed. Like I really like the idea of that. I, I think that's really, really good. And so and so coming off of that and saying like, okay, actually it didn't happen, um, but it still could. So you're so I get what the, what they yeah. were trying to do yeah. is sell you on this idea. Um, that this that this is what could happen to make it feel really clear and present and dangerous, um, no pun intended. Great, also a great movie, clear and present danger. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, but but yeah, I, but I, I guess I guess it's it's more of just like an like a meta decision that I'm struggling against here. The meta decision of like like is a nuclear bomb really the the worst thing? that we can come up with. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't there, is there another, is there another thing? I would have been really happy, frankly, if like there had been, um, it had been like, uh, you know, uh, like biological warfare thing, which they alluded to that yeah, like yeah. it happened. Oh, it happened. We contained it. A lot of people died, but not like that many. So it's okay. And it, so it's okay. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't have that have happened. Yeah. Like, have other things have happened and have that be the thing, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if this biological agent gets out at this time and place, like, it's game over. Yeah. It's contagion-level disaster, you know? Um, by the way, Contagion, amazing movie. Anyway, um, and, like, that I could, like, that w- I would feel that. Especially, especially considering, think about, like, so this is my, like, fix, right, for this movie. My, my fix for this movie is <clears throat> the big plan is to release a biological agent in a certain time and place that would, like, you know, whatever. But then you keep everything else the same. His wife is there at ground zero. How yeah. awful is it for her to be one of the first people to die to a horrible disease mm-hmm. that he can't stop? Yeah. Like, how horrible would that be, you know? So, like, actually, I would argue way more emotionally compelling than oh no what if there's a flash and it's all over yeah you know which is terrible but also like it's like it's fast <laughs> you know yeah it's it's a snap of your fingers and it's over so like keep everything else the same keep the freaking timer the same keep yeah the, the, the ticking time bomb. Every, it's not everything a, but it's exactly. just not nuclear yeah. it's just it's it's biological, biological. Yeah. I, absolutely I anyway that, yeah. yeah so that's that's, fair. that's that's my argument that's fair uh i will say if you did that you would miss out on the slight um like it just joked with you a little bit at the very, very, very end when all you see is him hanging off the side of the cliff. And oh it's yeah, like, and there's, the, there's the, like a light, the cut to white. It's, it yeah, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a cut to well, white. Well, but then it comes in, and I think it's the sun. A, He's yeah. looking at the sunset or something. <laughs> and you think it's a, and a, you're like, a, oh a shoot, blast. did he not? Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. so a little, that bit was, of a, yeah. little bit of a winking cheat. I, yeah, on their part. <laughs> um, I, so I, I, I agree with you. I think that there. I mean. Not only in Mission Impossible, having gone back, you know, one movie, two movies, two movies and saying, oh, nuclear again. In cinema in general, that's like a thing. Since the Cold War, that's been a fear of everybody, right? I I, I have a criticism that, again, I'm not sure if you'll like. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I feel that the relationship between Ethan Hunt and Walker was significant enough, especially after he's, first of all, 
chases him down a city and then hangs off the bottom of an elevator <laughs> and has an entire conversation. Oh, I love that. I love that moment so um, much. And and just like and I love just how ominous Walker looks. Yeah. Just stand he's already a big dude, but like yeah. literally standing on top of him <laughs> and just shows that picture. I felt like the relationship was was per they spent the entire movie together. Yeah. Was personal enough. Walker set him up like th- yeah. like Walker is yeah. is the muscle for Lane mm-hmm. and the the he's relationship. Kind of the real was, villain of the movie. Yeah, it's really good, and he's a really like he's a physical presence. He's a in, he's really intelligent. He's an assassin. Um, I I I feel like they took the helicopter crash too far. Okay. Um, it, 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 first of all, it because it's like. It's like there's a lot of like the reason that the stakes feel real is because you understand the laws of physics and what's possible and what's not. Them crashing and both surviving already kind of a strike one, but I can forgive it. <laughs> and then them crashing like a second and third time and going down this little crevice and hitting and uh, I was like, okay, it's a little bit of a strike too, but that's all right. You're going to both get out and duke it out. Then the hook. The hook was really Kind of the strike three for me that I was like, I, I don't know. I, I would so cool. <laughs> my my fix would have been, and if the hook hooked, and then like Ethan Hunt just he yanked it and maybe had to yank it two or three times before it came, but it like coming undone and then catching again. That was like I don't know. It just seemed it seemed out of place for that Mission Impossible movie. It's in place for like Mission Impossible in general, but just like in context, that being the climax, I just it missed me a little bit. I would have loved to have seen, and maybe it's my bias towards that bathroom scene and like just the hand to hand combat mm-hmm. is. Oh, you probably wanted, you wanted to see I, Ethan I, Hunt actually dominate beat this guy that's Walker. six yeah. four that literally in everybody's mind is Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and you, just you basically wanted a like a like a like a closing punch. Y- sure. Like, yeah, like you wanted, wanted like a like a physical personal intimate sort Yes. Of. I wanted I wanted them to crash I, I in the helicopter. Yeah. I, I wanted them to that. crash in the helicopter, both get out. I wanted the the button to be be behind Walker and Walker to stand there and stare at Ethan Hunt and just know that and Ethan looks at it and is like, "Okay, that the button's there. He's in between me. I have to go through him." Yeah. And then just have this like just punch to punch, just extremely physical. I will physical. say this: it is, it is definitely in. Like, I think I can get behind what you're saying, but I think it is definitely in line with his character and with the t- and with the way that, that his character, I would say, particularly, is that he outsmarts his enemies. And and that's that's something that I did kind of kind of forgave it because I was looking at it and realized Ethan Hunt. You know, is a little older at this point. <laughs> uh, Walker is kind of is in his prime. Yeah. Ethan like Hunt's twice his body weight. yeah <laughs> shorts you know what I mean yeah. and so it's like I was like if you did have a just physical he'd probably lose yeah and and so I I kind of forgave that it was like oh they acknowledge that he, that he can't do that that it has to be some other yeah. like and, and that even as he's outsmarting him they both fall off the cliff mm-hmm. like as they're fighting they're like both fall off so I that that's you're fine you're talking yourself into the scene I know right? <laughs> that's fine I just. 
if he needs to outsmart him, ha, do do it in a way that makes Make a little smarter. More, yeah, a little smarter, yeah. not just like oh oh this rope is here, yank. Yeah. you know what no, I mean. No, I, I agree. I think that the that the you know I, I it didn't bother me a lot, but like I could see the last moment being like a little more, just like a little more clever, and I think yeah. that would have done it. I yeah. think that would have done it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it was still really fun to watch. It was oh, it was a blast. Um, okay, so that's I, I I think we're out of time. Yes, and we I are. I want to um, so you know, this is not a movie that we spent that we were very harsh with. Um, although I think it would have been difficult to be harsh with this movie, um, because in summary, this is such a good movie. It is incredible. It's so good, and like it's so it's so good. Um, and. And I and I just you know I just I want them to keep making these forever. Yeah. I am never gonna be upset if they make more Mission Impossible movies. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna not go see them. And like, um, this may be the high water mark. Maybe the you know. I dude, I think that almost ever since like the third movie, I keep on thinking, oh, that's the best one they'll do. Yeah, I don't. And then I don't, the fourth yeah. came out, and then the, you know. I, I mean? think the fourth was not the strongest. Um, I, it was. I, Good, but it wasn't great. Number three was great. Number five was great. Yeah, number three was my favorite previously. Yeah, uh, yeah this same. one, this one could could battle for that. I just uh, you're gonna need to see it again without yeah, uh, it, without an iPhone, totally. and Netflix yeah. in front of you. And, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is just really just he was so he won me over. Anyway, oh, yeah, uh, my my uh, my overall conclusion is that this is an incredible action movie in one of, if not the best action franchise that adds to the story, um, adds to the characters, and then leaves it at a place that's satisfying, but can obviously lead to more. Yeah. White Widow, I... I oh, I, I, more. Absolutely. I want to see more. And Solomon Lane isn't dead yet. He's totally. He's just really, Incredibly. really mad. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I'm, I, I enjoyed myself. It was one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I just could not be more pleased. I, I intend to go back and see it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, again, I should say, go back and see it again. Um, so, uh, one last note for our listeners. If you haven't heard of, um, I want to say it's Jeff Goldsmith, um, and the, 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 it's, there's a podcast called The Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith, and you should check it out. I haven't heard of this. I went to a, um, uh, you know, it, maybe one day I'll be able to convince this guy to, like, you know, let us on his podcast or something or, 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 or cross-promote or whatever. I mean, our audience is probably way bigger than his. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, I went to, uh, so the, the screening that I went to of this movie, um, it, was a, it was a pre-screening and it was with a, there was a Q&A with um, Chris McQuarrie, the director, uh, the writer-director afterward. Um, and the Q and A went like two and a half hours, and it was I think I believe all was ca- all of it was captured in the podcast that mm-hmm. Jeff um, Goldsmith does. Yeah. So go listen to that podcast if you want like some real juicy behind the scenes stuff. That's it awesome. was so so cool. And the last thing I'll say is that Tom Cruise is a true movie hero. <laughs> the man is a true hero. You can watch his ankle get shattered in the preview of this movie. Yeah. You can watch it in the movie itself. And he just keeps going because he cares that much about entertaining us. And I think he's immortal. He might be. He, he might, might actually he might be, be immortal. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, that was fun. That CJ, was fun. Thank you. That was a good That was a good, That was was a a good. good time. We had a good time. Um, go, so, go ahead and close us out. Remember, everybody, to love movies like a nerd, but respect them like a critic. Hot. Uh-huh.